ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وسلم اما بعد Indeed, all praise is for Allah. We praise Him, we seek His help, and we seek His forgiveness. We seek refuge with Allah from the evil of ourselves and from the evil of our bad deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomsoever Allah misguides, then none can guide. I bear witness that nothing has a right to be worshipped except for Allah. He's alone and He has no partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad وسلم, is his slave and his messenger. As for that which follows, Indeed, the most truthful speech is the speech of Allah, the Quran. And the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad the worst of affairs are the newly invented matters. Every newly invented matter is an innovation. Every innovation is misguidance. And every misguidance is in the hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his noble book, Alam did we not make for him two eyes? And a tongue and two lips. He said regarding these verses, He said the blessings and the bounties of Allah are manifest and apparent. And he makes you affirm them so that you may show gratitude for them. And one of the best ways of showing gratitude for this blessing, the blessing of the tongue, is by safeguarding our tongues and safeguarding our speech from every statement and phrase and word that is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah jalla wa ala said, Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu taqullaha wa quulu qawlan sadeeda. O you who believe, fear Allah, and say that which is upright and correct. Yuslih lakum a'malakum. And he will rectify for you your deeds. Wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum. And he will forgive you of your sins. Wa man yuti'illaha wa rasoolahu faqada faza fawzan azimah. And whosoever obeys Allah and his messenger, then he has attained a tremendous achievement. So in this noble verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us that having taqwa, having piety, fearing Allah, being mindful of Allah, having reverence of Allah, and likewise safeguarding the tongue and one's speech, saying only that which is correct and upright, a statement that is void of lies, deception, and falsehood, that if a person was to do this, 
then this would be a reason for a person having his deeds rectified. And likewise, it is a reason for a person having his sins forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was narrated by Uqba ibn Amir, radiallahu anhu. He said, Qultu ya Rasulullah, man najah? He said, I said, O Messenger of Allah, what is salvation? So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Amsik alayka lisanak. Control your tongue. Restrain your tongue. وَلْيَسَعْكَ بَيْتُكَ And adhere to your home. وَبْكِ عَلَىٰ خَطِيئَتِكَ And cry over your sin. And he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, مَنْ صَمَتَ نَجَىٰ Whoever is silent, then he will be saved. Meaning that whoever is silent, and he remains quiet, he doesn't say any statement or phrase or word that's going to earn the displeasure of his Lord, then he will be saved from the harms and the ill consequences of his speech. And this is why it's incumbent and it's a must that we only say that which is good or we remain silent. As the Prophet said, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir falyakul khayran Whoever believes in Allah in the last day then let him only speak good or be quiet. Meaning that if a person wants to make a statement, he has to think before he says it. A person must contemplate and reflect before he makes a statement. It's not correct for a person to say whatever he wants to say. It's not befitting for the believer to say the first thing that pops into his head. As is the case with most people, Wallahu musta'an. But rather, it's incumbent upon the believer that he first thinks and he contemplates before he makes that statement. And if it becomes clear to him that there's a benefit in doing so, that there's a legislated benefit in making that statement, then he says it. But if a person is doubtful, or if a person is not sure, then he refrains from making that statement until it becomes clear to him that there's a benefit in doing so. And the Prophet ﷺ has guaranteed a tremendous reward for the one who safeguards his tongue. He said, alayhi salatu wasalam, مَنْ يَطْمَنِّي مَا بَيْنَ لَحْيَيْ وَمَا بَيْنَ رِجْلَيْ أَضْمَنْ لَهُ الْجَنَّةِ He said, whoever guarantees for me that which is in between his two jawbones, meaning his tongue, and that which is in between his two legs, then I guarantee for him paradise. So we see in this hadith that the one making the guarantee is the Prophet ﷺ. And we all know without a doubt that the Prophet ﷺ is truthful. He doesn't lie. As Allah said, describing him ﷺ, and he does not speak from his, his desires. He does not speak from his own accord. It is only revelation revealed. So the Prophet ﷺ is the one who's making the guarantee. And the thing that's being guaranteed in this hadith is paradise. And one of the ways that will cause a person to achieve this is by safeguarding his tongue and safeguarding his private part from the haram. It was stated by Ibn Battal, rahimahullah, that the hadith is that the most important thing is that the most important thing is 
He said this hadith indicates and shows that the greatest calamity for a person in this world is his tongue and his private part. فَمَنْ وُقِيَ شَرَّهُمَا وُقِيَ أَعْظَمِ الشَّرُّ So whoever is saved from the evil of these two things, then he will be saved from the greatest of evil. أَقُولُ مَا تَسْمَعُونَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم أما بعد As many of us already know we're in the month of Sha'ban which precedes the month of Ramadan and it has been authentically reported that the Prophet ﷺ used to be very diligent and he would increase in fasting in this month more so than any other month beside Ramadan. It comes in the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَصُومُ حَتَّى نَقُولْ لَا يُفْطِرُ She said the Prophet ﷺ used to fast so much so that we would say that he's not going to stop fasting. وَيُفْطِرُ حَتَّى نَقُولْ لَا And he would not fast so much so that we would say that he's not going to fast. وَمَا رَأَيْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ إِسْتَكْمَلَ صِيَامَ شَهْرٍ إِلَّا رَمَضَانِ And I did not see the Prophet ﷺ fast an entire month except for Ramadan. وَمَا رَأَيْتُهُ فِي شَهْرٍ أَكْثَرَ مِنْهُ صِيَامًا فِي شَعْبَانِ and I did not see the Prophet ﷺ fast any month more than Sha'ban. And the reason as to why the Prophet ﷺ used to increase in fasting during this month is because this is the month wherein the deeds of the servants are raised up to Allah As it comes in the hadith of Usama ibn Zayd radiallahu anhuma, he said, قُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ لم أرك تصوم شهرا من الشهور ما تصوم من شعبان. He said, O Messenger of Allah, I do not see you fasting any month like you fast the month of شعبان. And this is a tremendous benefit. And it shows that the Sahaba, رضي الله عنهم, they used to be very diligent. And they used to observe the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. They will observe the way that he worshiped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will observe his manners, his etiquettes, and so on and so forth. And this is so they could benefit and, and, and learn from him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet alayhi salatu wa sallam said, ذَلِكَ شَهْرٌ يَغْفُرُ نَاسُ بَيْنَ رَجَبُ Ramadan." He said that is a month, meaning the month of Sha'ban. That is a month that the people are heedless regarding between Rajat and Ramadan. It is the month wherein the deeds are raised up to the Lord of the worlds. And I love that my deeds are raised up to Allah and I'm fasting. And also some of the scholars have mentioned that another wisdom and another benefit of increasing in fasting during this month 
is because this will actually aid and assist a person in fasting the month of Ramadan. It will prepare a person for fasting the month of Ramadan. It was stated by the scholar Ibn Rajab rahimahullah. Suyamuhu kattamirini ala suyami Ramadan. He said, fasting Sha'ban, it trains you to fast the month of Ramadan. And this is so a person doesn't enter the month of Ramadan and it's a hardship and difficulty. But rather a person would have trained and become accustomed to fasting. And by fasting Sha'ban before Ramadan, a person will experience the joy and the delight of fasting. And he will enter the month of Ramadan with strength and energy. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow for us to reach the month of Ramadan and we're in good health and well-being. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you wafiqna wa iyaakum li kulli ma yuhibu wa yarba. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us all success and that which he loves and he's pleased with.